0: Before we begin today's episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored, we acknowledge First Nations people as the traditional owners of the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to elders, past, present, and future, whose lands were never ceded. Welcome, everybody, to Beauty IQ the podcast. I'm your host Joanna Fleming, and I am your co-host Hannah First,
1: and I'm Matthew Tankard, co-host. Hey, Hannah.
0: I'm Matthew. <laughs> I'm just imagine like that. <laughs> So, Matthew, we're going to do another guess what it is segment. The last one we did was the tying the balloon that looked like a
1: penis. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, i yeah. yeah, not as funny
0: looking, <laughs> but I found one that I've emailed you that I wanted you to try and guess. So, basically, it's one of those products that you can buy on one of those, you know. Mm-hmm. What are they? They're like kind of like multi-purpose kitschy gift stores i don't know how to describe them
1: i don't know yeah kind of like online two dollar store
0: yes yes two dollar store energy totally i can tell you how much this is because i think it is two dollars two dollars (laughs) thirty (laughs) seven (laughs) <laughs> so, that I don't know if that helps you with guessing. Do you want to explain the two photos that I sent you?
1: Yeah, okay. You know what it, it looks like? It looks like a soda stream, like a really tiny mm-hmm. soda stream. <laughs> Imagine that exact shape that fits in between your index and your thumb. Yeah. Where you'd put the little... SodaStream bottle. It's got like a pin.
0: Do you think it's a Soda Stream for a dollhouse? <laughs> yeah. Is that where
1: we're going? Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> it definitely looks $2.37 or whatever you said it was.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a second photo. Do you want to read out what the second photo says?
1: Yeah, maybe this is a clue. The second photo says, This product is disposable. Do not reuse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you know, I reckon I know what it is. What is it? I was going to say that I thought it was some kind of strange... Portable sewing. I don't yep. know. Like sewing tool. Yeah. I reckon it's a it's an ear piercer.
0: Yes. I yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So let me it. tell you what it is. You did well there. I found a number of ear piercers online, which I didn't know you could. They're guns. This one is a disposable <laughs> yeah. ear piercing gun. Oh. It's $2.37. <laughs> And let me just read you out what one of the reviews said. This person gave it one star. They broke while trying <laughs> <laughs> they broke while trying to pierce my nose. But I did keep the oh. earrings. So someone tried to pierce their nose with this disposable ear piercing gun and it broke. I can't. And there was another one that wasn't disposable, so I found another ear piercing gun gun that looks like
1: an actual proper gun looks like a Mm, gun how much is that
0: that one's I think (laughs) $10.28 well
1: okay then just spend the extra eight bucks if you're going to be doing an at-home job Don't go for the two buck thirty one.
0: <laughs> so I have to read you one of the five star reviews on the act on the tent on the gun ear piercing gun exactly as described. Two hundred percent satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse. Every component is intact. It works well. Came early two days before Christmas, and I pierced my granddaughter's third piercing. Oh, very happy with my order. Oh my god. She literally used a ten dollar gun, a ten dollar ear piercing gun, my grandchild. to pierce her granddaughter's <laughs> ear for Christmas.
1: Uh, well, I mean, it's better than people will do. I mean, I did an at home job and it destroyed my ear for a long time. I did. I think I. Did, I think I said it on an earlier episode. My friend's old earring, and we put an apple on the other side and just pushed it through. And, <laughs>
0: I mean, this is probably better than that, but I just feel you want to get this done by a professional in a sterilized environment. Please do not buy earpiece. Like, the person that it broke as they were trying to pierce their nose, just do not (laughs) – oh, my God. Like, I don't even know how you would pierce your – like, I – how do you pierce your own nose? Like, I would – die like i couldn't i'd faint fully you probably could die or from infections <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah i could end up in hospital
1: yeah you know what actually forget the whole spending extra eight dollars on the gun. <laughs> these are- i've looked into it as well just then all of those prices I'm seeing are on, like, you know, these online $2 stores. There's an actual salon place that sells an at-home kit, and that's $300. So, that's, like, the gap of quality that, you know, you're missing out on if you're using the t- little $2.50 one. It's not going to work. I think just go and get it done
0: By a professional at an ear-piercing shop where they've got sterilised equipment and professionals. So, anyway, I'm so sad. This is the last guess-what-it-is segment that we'll ever do. Uh, Unless Joe goes on another three months. And then I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) What is on today's episode?
1: Hannah, on today's episode, we have cringy housemate stories. Those were listener-submitted ones in our Beauty IQ Uncensored Facebook group. Then we're having a chat with sexologist Elaine Turner. And then, of course, our products we didn't know we needed. Hannah, you posted a subject to the Beauty IQ Uncensored Facebook page, didn't you?
0: I did. We were asking for your cringy housemate stories. Do you have any? I am embarrassed to say this, but the only roommates I've ever had are my parents and my boyfriend. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) It's like Pride and Prejudice. Was it Pride and Prejudice? I can't remember. She's like, where's that from? And she's like, I went straight from my parents' house to my husband's house. Was that Pride and Prejudice?
1: (laughs) I don't know. That's really funny, though. (laughs)
0: So, no, how about you? I
1: mean, I feel like I've been lucky. I mean, I've had plenty of housemates, but nothing really cringy. But we did get a lot from our listeners here on the Facebook group. Uh, We had our first one from Joe's housemate, Hattie, who just said, I wish I could think of one for Joanna. Hmm. I'm sure there's probably plenty with Joe.
0: Can't imagine Joe being super cringy. She's clean.
1: I think it should be very clean. Yeah.
0: So the next one, we've got Yasmin. She actually sent through two. So I, I can read the first one and you can read the second one. My housemates didn't clean up after themselves, let alone their many cats, like five. The kitty litter was in the laundry and when it wasn't clean, they just used the laundry, including the sink. My housemate decides to do a load of laundry and, of course, the laundry sink overflowed, which spread the filthy poo water everywhere throughout the carpeted house. I wouldn't allow someone to move in with me with five cats. <laughs>
1: Just FYI. No, but I don't get that. They use the sink for the kitty litter? Is that what they're saying? Yeah. I don't get that, as in they're trying I don't to know. flush it down the sink? <laughs> I don't know, but there's a follow-up. So, Yasmin, my housemate's house was never clean. <laughs> You'll randomly find moldy capo on the carpet. <laughs> the dirty dishes were piled and even started growing mold and maggots. I finally got the dishes and oh. kitchens cleaned and dinner was cooked for me. We all sat down for one of the very limited meals we shared. Next thing, she knocks over a plate onto the dirty carpet and an old doona. Personally, I would call that meal a loss, but her boyfriend's <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) scoops it back onto her plate and she eats it.
0: That must have been an interesting time. Five second rule.
1: What's going on in their lives that they're doing that?
0: Next we have Alison. I had housemates who were a couple, pretty grotty, but overall nice and kept common areas clean. They moved out to travel Asia in a Renault van and when we went into their empty room, there were nail clippings everywhere in capitals everywhere they'd clearly never vacuumed the whole six months they lived there and the room was massive did they have friends come over for secret nail clipping parties because honestly i don't know how they could have grown and clipped that much nails obviously other trash on the floor like earrings tissues hair etc but the nail clippings just really threw me wouldn't that be uncomfortable to walk around on still so confused (laughs) to this day like we owned a vacuum that's
1: a good one. Oh. that does actually remind me i did have a housemate who would leave his floss everywhere oh he would like walk around the house oh. flossing and then there would just be like floss on the ground <laughs> that's really fair you know what you gotta do as well you gotta remove the barrier to entry with vacuums <laughs> last night i bought this is a huge thing for me i bought a melee cordless vacuum nice that i'm like genuinely so excited to use because i don't know i i Oh, I don't know. You, I, I don't think my vacuuming's the best.
0: You and I are all about removing barriers to being oh healthy, God, yeah. clean people <laughs> with healthy gums yeah. and clean floors.
1: Yeah, I know. We've got our water <laughs> flosses and vacuums. Okay, Kelsey sent in, My housemate never bought anything for the house, so I took the toilet paper out one morning and put it in my room. Heard him get so mad and then walked straight out the toilet and left for work.
0: <gasps> Wait, does that mean... He was in the toilet taking a poo (laughs) and then he got so mad because he didn't have toilet paper to wipe, but then he just (laughs) got up and went, this is how I'm reading it. And then he walked straight out of the toilet (laughs) with a pooey bum
1: and went to work. Put on his suit, went to his nine to five. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And him getting mad just hearing him in the bathroom going, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I kind of do get it. If they're not buying anything, you kind of want to send a message. But would you be for the active approach or passive approach? Would you do that or would you be like, hey, you need to start buying toilet paper?
0: I'm capable of doing both, I think. (laughs) Definitely capable of doing both. What about you?
1: I think I'd like to think active, but on my worst days, probably I think I'd I'd move the toilet paper, I think.
0: (laughs) So, the next one we've got, Jazz. I had a housemate a few years ago who lived in her room. I noticed plates, cups, etc., missing from the kitchen for weeks on end. Turns out she was hoarding them in her room. Then one morning I got a last-minute message from my real estate agent saying they were doing an inspection that day. I messaged the housemate who was at work to give her the heads up and check if she was cool with me going into her room to tidy up as I could only imagine what mess laid between the always shut door. Long story short, she didn't reply, so I had no choice but to go in anyway. Ended up finding way more than I could possibly imagine, including not one but two barbecue chickens rotting under her bed. Not to mention piles of plates with leftovers, cups, clothes, everywhere left with no other choice. I cleaned up all the dishes and chucked her chooks. They might have been cute out if they'd found that she comes home later and has the audacity to have a go at me (laughs) calling me disrespectful of her space safe to say i moved out shortly after that's a health hazard
1: yeah and also you know what i've been learning through Australian True Mm. Crime, the podcast I produce when I'm not hosting Beauty IQ. (laughs) Oh. Hoarding is no joke. That is indicative of something else. But I don't know, is that hoarding or is that just being messy? Yeah. Because that's like not going to like the op shop and buying a million Tupperware containers and laptop bags. This is like just taking stuff to your room from the kitchen and not taking it out. I don't know what you'd call that. Maybe just being messy?
0: It could go either way. It's like she was going to work but stayed in the room, didn't speak to the roommate. I'm not sure, or something's going on there, so I don't want to make fun of this person because there could be something really hard going on in their life, but I do think that two barbecue chickens under the bed would be a health hazard, probably for the whole house, and I mean, on the same token, I can understand why she didn't want her to go in there
1: and got mad. Yeah, yeah. Look, if I had a couple of chickens under my bed, I probably wouldn't Mm. want Eddie coming in here and messing around with all my stuff. Mm. Chelsea sent one through that's really, really intense. Housemate that was friend of friends. (laughs) Seems normal. That's always the way. When you move in with someone new, they're a friend of a friend because I've had this too. They seem normal. They seem normal as when they come in for the inspection, but then they start, they slowly start to change. So they seemed normal and our friends all gave him a good reference. He up and left one weekend while my partner and I and our other housemates were away. Took most of his stuff, but left the things he didn't want anymore. (laughs) We clean his room out. He left used... Condoms in the wardrobe. Oh. Well, yeah, he didn't want them
0: anymore. <laughs> uh, that's an interesting
1: this one. This guy's just living by, like, the. What's it saying? This guy's just shooting from the hip. He's just living. <laughs> <laughs> living every moment as it comes. <laughs> when I think of people doing cra have you seen Uncut Gems? Yes, love. I feel like people live those lives where it's literally just like one thing to the next thing yeah. to the next thing to the next thing. And then yeah. never like they're never stopping to think about how crazy their life is. Let's go bang, 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 bang.
0: This guy's living in chaos. He's got used condoms in his wardrobe. Lisa hey, at least he's using condoms.
1: Yep. Respect. Respect. <laughs> Just a quick content warning before we start today's episode. This episode contains adult content of a sexual nature. Listener discretion is advised.
0: Today, we are joined by sexologist, Elaine Turner. She was one of the representatives of Lelo when I hosted the Adore Beauty Sexual Wellness Masterclass, which was super interesting, we had our Adore Society members come along and yeah it was a really really great evening. So welcome to Beauty Uncensored. Thank you I'm so happy to be here. So one of the things that you covered in the masterclass was pleasure mapping which is something that we wanted to talk about today. Can you explain what pleasure mapping is?
2: So pleasure mapping I like to think of as more of a regular practice, a solo practice at first because what you're doing is you're essentially covering your entire body touching it feeling it using various tools to find out what really arouses you and what helps you get into that right pleasure space. So I generally encourage this as a solo practice that leads up towards masturbation and throughout that whole solo sex period and the information can later be shared with a partner or you can of course keep that information to yourself. But what it is is more of an experiment and a sexual empowerment exercise. It's for you to have that knowledge and that comfort touching your own body with your hands first. And then you can, of course, explore with various types of tools. So one of my favorites that you guys can't see, but I have here is the Lilo Dot. This is excellent, especially for an intro to pleasure mapping. So it's a sex toy with a very soft, but very precise tip. So it's great for tracing all over the body, you know, your jawline, your wrists, anywhere, your nipples. And what it does is it teaches you the different levels of vibration that your body is sensitive to. Now, pleasure mapping when you're in a couple is a great intimacy building exercise. It's about getting to know your partner's body and really taking turns spoiling each other. That's something I think a lot of us don't do enough is take turns with pleasure. We're so concerned about everybody orgasming at the same time and we have all these expectations. But with pleasure mapping, it's really about taking turns, which is really empowering to just be able to relax into your own pleasure.
1: Well, I feel like we really covered there why we should try pleasure mapping, but were there any other elements that would be worth mentioning?
2: Sure, of course. I mean, there's a ton of different tools. Don't get stuck in the box of just vibrators and hands. There's ice cubes, there's hot packs, there's feathers, there's all of these different things. And what you can do is actually create a drawing of your body. And I like to use I give my clients like a coloring sheet, which might sound a little bit immature, but it's the easiest way to (laughs) really map exactly what you want and where you want. And it's also a great opportunity to play with the different types of desire. So contextual desire in particular, which is where a person really only experiences sexual desire when everything is just right right? Like the to do list has to be done, the kids are out with the babysitter, all of those different things. And you can really play with that context and help yourself get in, you know, the mood as everyone calls it. So you can figure out what songs you like and all of that, which leads and adds to the pleasure mapping experience. And it's one of those experiential and physical intimacy builders. That's really powerful in the long run.
0: So do you have any tips for someone wanting to try pleasure
2: mapping? Like I said before, do it by yourself first. And one of the things I always advocate for is make it a date with yourself. Now, that might sound a little bit weird, but even when we're single or when we're in a relationship, we often neglect our own needs, our own desires, and we kind of push those to the back because of our other priorities. So by taking yourself on a date and romancing yourself, you can really add into that pleasure mapping exercise because solo dates are where you just do exactly what you want, when you want, how you want, for how long. It's a great practice of that selfishness. I hate that word. I'm using air quotes, but really just being curious about yourself. And when you've had a full day of doing that and following those little wants and needs you have, it really adds into you being curious during the pleasure mapping exercise because you should sit for at least a half hour and really get to know your body use mirrors use any sort of thing that can enhance the experience and lend towards being an educational tool for you and then maybe later a partner if you care to share
1: do you think if people are confused as to how to take themselves on, like, a personal solo date, do you have any, like, go-to recommendations or examples of what, I don't know, you can do to, like, do that?
2: Oh, yes. I have so many. But, of course, this is from my own personal experience. I <laughs> mm. love not having a plan. Yeah. My favorite thing is to see where the day takes me. So it depends on your level of need for that alone time. The ideal solo date in my mind is of course, take all the necessary precautions, pack a bag, get your car checked out and get some actual paper maps, turn off your phone, and just drive. Oh, wow. And go anywhere you want Mm. turn left when you feel like (laughs) it turn right when you want to and just see where the road takes you. And that's a lot about following your intuition, which really isn't talked about enough in sexuality. But it's really an awakening thing. And that was a big thing for me before I moved abroad was doing that a few times Mm. going to a few other places and just doing exactly what I wanted. But there's always museums, there's a coffee date, get dressed up, make sure your apartment's clean, just like you're, you know, bringing a date back home Mm. and set yourself up for success and really treating yourself. You know, the word, the phrase self care is kind of been done, right, but it doesn't get the right feeling. Self-care isn't just face masks. It's about nurturing yeah. your soul. And that's what pleasure mapping is supposed to be.
1: In the masterclass, you spoke about the science of pleasure. Do women and men take the same time to reach the same level of arousal?
2: Oh, thank you so much for asking that. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Full stop. No. Of course, there is an exception to every rule. But As many of you may already be aware, the genitals, the male, typically male genitals, penis, and the vulva and vagina are homologous, which is a scientific term. I like to call them twinsies. So they're made (laughs) from the exact same type of tissue, right? During development, everyone is female until the presence or absence of certain hormones are there, and then they begin to develop a penis. But what that means is those tissues are made of the same bits is they like the same things so the difference is internal versus external the penis is you know easier to watch to gauge to entice it's a little bit of a shortcut versus the vulva and the vagina it takes a lot longer my general rules of thumb i teach those who are interested in vulva pleasure is 10 to 15 minutes non-genital stimulation Rule number one. So that's massage. That is, you know, foreplay, as many call it. We prefer the term sensual play because it should happen throughout the sexual experience. All of those different things that lend into that. And what that does is it helps vulva owners really get into the mind space of pleasure and listening to their body. And what that does is it starts the clitoral erection process. And then 10 to 15 minutes of external genital stimulation. So that's massaging or cupping the vulva. Cupping isn't something that's really talked about a lot. I have a little prop for those of you who can't see. It's a crochet vulva. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I bring her everywhere with me. But yeah, you can just lay your hand on it and just sort of gently, for those of you who can't see, sort of massage it with your entire hand. And for those who aren't used to vulva stimulation like that, or who aren't feeling comfortable or engaged in their bodies, it's helping draw the blood to the clitoral organ, and then creating that vaginal response, that vaginal tenting, which then prepares you for penetration. But that's another 10 to 15 minutes of external vulva play, aka oral sex. Please, please, please get involved, get down there. There's nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> and if you're afraid of it, contact me. I teach lingus classes. Um, but it does take a lot longer <laughs> because you have to get that vaginal tenting to happen for penetration to really be pleasurable. And that's a lot of the parts of why women don't experience a lot of pleasure from penetrative sex is no Mm. one's waiting for that full female erection to happen. Mm. And with penis owners, it tends to be a lot faster. But we also have to be patient for some because we expect, like we see in movies, an immediate rock hard erection to just occur it's just magic but sometimes it takes some coaxing it takes a little bit of that same external play as well the thighs the pubic mound all of those different areas need a little pressure a little stimulation to really get the blood drawing to that organ everybody gets erections
0: Mm, so interesting So onto lubricants, like I know there's all different types of lubricants. Can you kind of go through each one and maybe the pros and cons of the different types of lubricants?
2: I would love to. Talking about lube is like one of my most favorite things. So there's actually three main types, but five that I actually teach people. So you have to cover them briefly, water-based, silicone-based, oil-based, hybrid, and naturally based, which is sort of an offshoot of water-based. Water-based is going to be your most affordable option, the most plentiful option. You can get that at Kohl's or Woolies. They'll have it there on the shelf. The drawback of water-based is it does dry up a little bit quickly. What water-based is great for is just vaginal sex, all sorts of different vulva massage as well. You never want to go on or in dry, as I say. And then you have silicone-based. So silicone-based, it lasts a long time. It's also not water-soluble, so it takes a lot to wash it off or for it to dry up. Silicone is also great for those of the people who are experiencing menopause because again, it lasts longer. Then you have oil-based, which I strongly discourage using just because one, it is pore-clogging and so you might find yourself getting more ingrown hairs. It also causes latex condoms to break. It'll ruin your sex toys. There's just not a whole lot of, you know, thumbs up for oil-based. And then you have, of course... The naturally based, which comes back to the water based options. So, usually, water is going to be the first ingredient in the naturally based lubricants. And then it'll also have other additives such as like aloe vera or vitamin E. And a lot of these are going to be, you know, cruelty free, vegan, some of them are even halal. So, if those are your priorities, naturally based is great, although it does tend to dry up a lot faster. And then you have the hybrid lubricants, which are generally about 90% water, 10% silicone is the most common. And they sort of bring together the best of both worlds, although I don't ever suggest using a silicone-based lubricant or silicone-containing lubricant with a silicone toy because it will cause that non-porous surface to degrade. I want to come right back to water-based lubricants real quick and just say they are not all created the same. If you have a vulva and you're getting yeast infections and UTIs, take a look at the ingredients on your water-based lubricant. I bet you number one, two, or three is going to be glycerin. Glycerin is kind of a problem for a lot of vulva owners. So it's actually a metabolic byproduct of sugar, which feeds the microbes in your vulva and your vagina and can lead to some very unhappy results. So I like to describe picking a lube like pairing a glass of wine with a meal. And if you went ahead and poured some, you know, Coke in your white wine, it's not gonna be great. Kind of gonna ruin the flavor profile. And then another additive in those is that you should be concerned about is propylene glycol. So that's a preservative that leads to vaginal irritation, not for everyone, but for a lot of vulva owners. And you'll commonly find that in a vulva cleaning product, which is kind of problematic because what it does is it deteriorates that microbiome going on in your vulva and leads to a lot of issues down the line. So when you're buying a water-based lubricant, don't settle you can find affordable options so really be curious about your lubricant and ask questions and expect
1: more so what would be the reason then to use what was that one that you said oil breaks condoms oil was that oil
2: oil based yes so oil-based lasts the longest. I mean, you're that's okay. olive oil. It's that like animal lard or vegetable lard. Uh, so it's really affordable. You probably already have mm. it in your kitchen and you don't have to go into an adult store to buy it, uh, <laughs> which is why it's really popular.
0: Except you'll end up with oil stains all over the bed bingo
2: exactly (laughs) that's why you got to have sex sheets if you're using oil-based lubricant or silicone-based lubricant because many of those will cause like bleach stains as well
1: Mm, okay Mm.
2: yeah so it just lasts a really long time and it's really affordable and it's also a classic i mean people have been using those types of lubricants for eons
0: so is there anything else you hope our listeners take away from our chat today
2: be patient with yourself, be curious, be forgiving. We all have that expectation that we're going to be, you know, Kim Cattrall from Sex and the City in the Bedroom. Mm. But there's a lot of different sexual personalities. And the only way to find yours is to ask questions of yourself. What do I like? How do I like it? what does it make me feel? So when you're doing that pleasure mapping exercise to bring it all the way back, ask yourself questions. Why does this feel good? Where does it feel good? How can I make it feel better? Be curious about your sexual identity, because that'll help enhance your full identity and also masturbate more often. (laughs) That's just my general
1: rule. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Elaine Turner. Where can people find out more information about pleasure mapping?
2: Pleasure mapping, I have a couple of guides on my blog. So, that's sexwithelaine.com. Elaine spelled the same way as in Seinfeld. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Easiest way to remember it.
1: That's a great way of explaining it, yep.
2: (laughs) And then, of course, on my Instagram, at sexwithelaine.
1: Amazing. Thanks so much for joining us.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Okay, products we didn't know we needed. We are joined again by now friend of the pod, Jazz Riley, beauty editor at Adore Beauty. Thanks for joining us, Jazz.
3: Thanks for having me back, guys.
1: Of course. Did you want to start us off today?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So today I am recommending the Kerastase Nutritive Lotion. This is a blow-dry mist that just came in in the nutritive range, which is for dry, damaged hair. Or also just anyone, I guess, experiencing dry hair, especially right now in winter. So this is a nourishing spray and a heat protectant in one. So all you need to do is just apply it to your towel-dried hair, just a few spritzes through. It helps to really detangle and get your hair to be quite manageable and ready for your blow-dry, but then also helps if your hair is a little bit more on the dry side. Sometimes when you finish a blow-dry, your ends, they can just feel a little bit straw. So it just helps, like, keep them really soft, keep them really shiny, healthy, vibrant, it has niacetamide in there, which we know we love, and a bunch of plant-based proteins, which are packed with fatty acids, omegas, vitamins. So you're really just giving your hair the best kind of chance. So yeah, obsessed, love it. I know it's been a hit in the office too, so
0: I would definitely recommend
3: checking that one out. And that retails at sixty one fifty.
0: Nice. We love Kerastase on this podcast. Oh, yes. I think you've sold me on that one. Dry hair, <laughs> tick, and the need for heat protection. Mm-hmm. So, mine today is the Memo, the elimination mask. So, I tried this quite a while ago and I don't know why I haven't spoken about it sooner. So, it's, this is a really interesting product. It's like kind of quite different to anything that I've used before. I initially originally saw Martha on Instagram had used it and – she kind of raved about it, so I was really keen to give it a go. The way that the mask works is – I've got it here, actually. I can show you. I don't know if you've used this before, but can you see it's like a powder? Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you mix the powder with some water and it turns it into like a mask paste And then I put it on the T-zone. And so for me, obviously, I've got oily skin, so I deal with like congestion. It's got cowl and clay, which helps to detoxify. Got antioxidant support. It's naturally rich in vitamins A, C, E, and K, which is anti-aging okay so that's sort of what's in it but my experience with it was I don't do clay masks enough because anytime I do a clay mask I like instantly find like my skin is more refined Mm. and I notice that like the appearance of my pores like it can't shrink your pores but the appearance of them it it does genuinely look better and this one I feel like you can really feel it like that's the only way to describe it you know like like sucking everything Yeah. Like that. And then when you take it off, you just really feel clean. I would say the mask really like kind of refines the texture of your skin. And especially if you use this one on the T zone, really good for anyone that has excess oil production like myself. But it's a really interesting mask. It comes with like a paintbrush. So you like paint it on to the skin once you've mixed it up. It would last you so long. Like I can't imagine you'd have to use it a lot to go through it. It's $54.95. It's a big pot. And yeah, I think it would really last you quite a while. Cool. And I've just spilt it as well all over my, um, (laughs) 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 trying to show you guys. Oh, Oh. look at this. Now I have elimination mask all over my, my desk. Love that for you and your desk. (sighs) Thank you, Jazz, for joining us for another product we didn't know we needed. Appreciate it. Thanks guys so matt thank you so much for joining me for the past couple of months it's been so fun (laughs) having you on thanks for having me. no genuinely (laughs) today especially like us having to talk about pleasure mapping with a sexologist especially when that crocheted vagina got shown on camera (laughs) yeah yeah i know you really enjoyed that that was perfect I think it was right for our last episode totally and i wanted to ask you what have you learned in the past few months with us back on BDAQ?
1: you know what legit it has fully fully affected a few things one i'm using retinol amazing oh that's what we want to hear i've been using that Roche pesay b mm-hmm. v- retinol i think yeah i've been using that one did i get the water flosser energy from you yes yeah i think you pumped me up on it yeah yep you know what i've really learned hannah yes <laughs> I've learned that the listeners of Beauty IQ Uncensored are very patient and forgiving people. And they've had to deal with me on Beauty IQ for eight weeks now without (laughs) Joe. Listen, that is no easy task. That is no easy task for anyone. And the Beauty IQ listeners have done it with grace, with mercy, and I thank you all. And I thank you, Hannah, for – I feel like we've been in moments where we're like, okay, we need to talk about – like, we need, to, we need to come up with some type of skincare <laughs> segment and that's all on you. <laughs> I haven't been able to help at all. Nah, you've
0: put your little – like, I've, I've really enjoyed your little comments, keeping things flowing. <laughs> I've liked the fact that I've had to become the Joe of the podcast. Yes.
1: This is a big moment for you
0: been so lovely having you i hope we get to have you back on but you know enjoy the crime world and thank you (laughs) so part of me thinks you're more well suited to that but you know we'll miss you
1: All right. well thanks so much for having me thank you so much to all the listeners as well and enjoy having joe back back. next week
0: (laughs) (laughs) see you guys see ya thanks everyone for joining us today Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review,
2: that would be much appreciated.